Look, I've gone on record as saying I I, I think BC is going to make improvements next year, but you know, different strokes for different folks. There's a bunch of people out there right now, different publications that have the Eagles struggling again. I'm going to tell you why I don't agree with that. Maybe listen to what you have to say on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on BC, I'm your host, AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Network. Speaking of 247 Sports, <clears throat> on Thursday, they had an article up that had preseason predictions in the ACC. And I, I, I had to look. You know, it, it's, it's, my, it's my company. It's who I work with. And I, I always have a morbid curiosity what other non-Boston College folks think about what BC is going to be doing. And to no one's surprise, they were picked dead last in the ACC. And they picked them to win four games. Now, I'm not going to bash the writer. The writer clearly doesn't follow BC, so he didn't know a whole lot about certain things. Like, for instance, he said that they didn't improve because they had the 57th ranked uh, transfer portal class and... I mean, I work for 247. Half of the transfer of class has yet, so it's not even fair to put them there. Um, and then um, <clears throat> didn't really know that Emmett Moorhead would be the starter. But again, that's just parsing it right now, right? So it makes me think, makes me wonder, it, it, should our expectations for next year be that low? Like, should we just be expecting that you know, you look at this easy schedule and you look at the improvements that they've made that, yeah, but there's something that we're missing, whether it's pork or, you know, over inflating the value of a player that's going to come back and beat bite BC because we missed it in 2022. I was very guilty of missing that offensive line. I gave them way too much credit, which, you know, could lead into some problems in 2023. What if, what if the problem in 2022 was partially that the offensive line was awful, but also because Jeff Halfley to evaluate talent, maybe that's a problem. I just don't see it, but I, I have, I look at what I see. I look at, this team as constituted right now. And I have a real hard time finding just four wins on that schedule. I mean, BC was awful last year and they had no offensive line whatsoever. They were missing Christian mahogany. They were missing a a, a line that had any experience and they fixed that. They won three games doing that and they beat a ranked team and a good Louisville team. They don't have to play Clemson this year. They don't have to play Wake Forest this year. They don't even have to play NC State, who they beat, which I guess is a good thing, right? They don't have to play Notre Dame this year. They have a much, much more reasonable schedule. But I think this is what we're going to see, and I don't blame folks. Look, it, I tell you what I think, and I yeah, sometimes 
fantastic than I need to be. And I have faith that things will turn around. I guess that's my Achilles heel in this whole situation is that I, I have, I, I have a, a never ending optimism that something's going to get itself figured out here in Chestnut Hill. And then every year it's like Linus with the, I'm not Linus, Lucy with the, with the football and Charlie Brown and I'm Charlie Brown. I whiff every year and, and I, I keep doing it. It's, it's something that I think is wrong with me, but I don't know. Maybe it, maybe, maybe it is the, the truth for this year. I mean, big game boomer who, Please, I, 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 I'd say don't retweet them on my my com to my timeline. But you just, I know some of you folks would just do it to, to taunt me. I have him muted on every account I have because I find his stuff. I mean, it's just silly. The guy makes just a million Excel spreadsheets and just lists things, and I don't know what the purpose of it is. There's no analysis other than he just says it is. I, I mean, so anyways, this wasn't one of his Excel spreadsheets with like 120 things on it. This a uh, his predictions for the ACC uh, in 2023 again and again he picked BC to finish last, so there's gonna be that and I, I I'm telling you folks strap in because I'm expecting the ACC media night day in July to to have BC finish last I bet you O'Connelly and 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 SB Plus will have them last. Uh, it's going to happen because the folks are just going to see that three and nine from last year. And it, it, it either they're not going to have faith that BC can fix it, which again, I get if you don't want to believe it, that's fine too. I mean, there's no, I'm not going to yell at you for saying that that's, that's your point of view. And they've put enough, uh, they put enough data on the spreadsheet to say that that could happen again. Right. But I don't expect big. I don't expect a lot of love from the media. I, I expect BC to to get hammered for this and to to have a, a t- now. Just play this out for a second, right? If BC was only to manage four wins, what does that mean for the program? Well, first of all, Jeff Halfley's definitely gone. If they win four games, he's gone. There's no way he's coming back. They'll they'll fire him. Secondly. I would be surprised if they do a Jim Christian and cut him in the middle of the season. If that's how bad things are that you're losing. I mean, you're losing. If you have four out of conference games and you're losing any of those, that's bad. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets fired uh, in the middle of the season. That's how bad that would be. But I think there's, I think there's one thing that should really get Boston college fans feeling a little better, but I can also see the other side about that. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment, what that piece is. But before I do that, let's talk about our friends over, <coughs> over FanDuel is the official sp- partner of locked on because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if you don't bet does if your bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Now this weekend, I don't know where I'm going to go. I still haven't made my pick of who's going to win the Super Bowl. It's going to be a fun one. I think Philadelphia can hold on. Um, and I, and the injury to Patrick Mahomes makes me wonder if they could pull an upset, but I haven't, I haven't put 
FanDuel, but thinking about it. The FanDuel book say, a sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Locked on BC. This is AJ Black. And I'm going to start off before we get into our second segment. I want to get into the fan comments. So if you are not a, a subscriber to YouTube, our YouTube page, you're missing out because we have a really lively uh, YouTube subscribers. Uh, it's totally free. You can just jump in and comment and talk to me live while we're going live. Talk to the BC fans. Go over to YouTube.com and find Locked On Boston College. Hit that subscribe button right now. Now, Marty Party. Um, he is absolutely a positive person says, come on, they should run the auto conference schedule and go four and four in conference. This isn't crazy. Kind of where I'm at, Marty. I think you're kind of where I'm at, but you know, some of the other national people are not going to believe that some people, I think folks nationally may not understand how catastrophic bad the offensive line was last year. I mean, they may, but I, I, they're going to get better. They're going to be much better, and that's going to improve every aspect of the team. So that's just my thoughts. Um, and then SJ73 says, might be easier to make predictions when we know who the OC be. I mean, isn't that the million-dollar question? I think Boston College fans right now are just dying to know who this offensive coordinator is going to be. And there's either one of two things going on right now, and neither of them are great, is that BC is striking out on all of their potential um, targets, or they have a name and they just haven't announced it, which is just driving Boston College fans and their donor base crazy. Because, you know, after a year like we just had in 2022, the, the school needs to earn back the fans. The school does not need to play games if that's the case. I, I don't think they've signed them, but I mean, the way Halfley made it sound on ACC Network last week was that they were close to signing someone. So I don't know what's taking so long. I don't understand. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get why it takes a month and a half or a month, excuse me, excuse me, uh, to, to sign an offensive coordinator. You know, I've, I've seen folks on the message board saying things like, well, um, you know, AJ, no one wants to coach at BC. No one wants to hitch their wagon to, to the Eagles. Right. There may be, I mean, like if you're a hot shot offensive coordinator who has a huge, um, trajectory in front of you. Yeah, you may not want to do that, but there's hundred. Like, there's got to be a million, hundred other people out there that aren't that type of co coordinator that just would love a job. Either it's a young wide receivers coach, or or even you know in the NFL that has college experience. I mean, there's guys there. I don't believe that there's not. There is no market for Boston College. I don't. I don't believe that. I think there's going to be coaches that are going to want to come here. And one of the reasons they're going to want to come here is because the Eagles are bringing back a ton of experience. Now you may argue that this experience isn't good experience. And for that, I, you know, whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're, you may be right there. Right. But again, two, four, seven sports did an analysis. I love my, I love my, 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 my home base here. If you haven't checked out two, four, seven sports, check it out now and, and go to Eagle insider, become a member and uh, join our message boards. Okay. 
Um, they put a um, ranking of the top 25 teams in terms of production returns in terms of like, you know, like, so starts and, and, and yards and all that good stuff. Boston college was eighth in the country. So what that means, you can, you, you can look back at those Steve Adazio years and all those excuses about you youth and we're young and we're not going to be able to do things because we're young. You could take all that, throw it out the window for this year, because if Jeff Halfley uses that excuse of youth or youths, if you're in, um, what was that? My cousin Vinny, the youths, you can call him on the, uh, we'll call him on the floor for that because BC does not have a ton of youth. They're only real areas that they're not bringing back established talent is where Marcus Valdez was, where Anwuka was, where Zay Flowers was, and where Josh DeBerry and Jaden Lars Woodbay are. But, and this is a big but here, Valdez is a, is a bigger loss. Chibuzi Anwuka was a good player, but he also was part of a rotation of like three or four defensive tackles. You're going to just plug another guy in and I'm sure he'll probably do fine. And one of those guys will probably be someone who's already played. You you know, you could get a guy like um, Owen Stoudmire or Quan Williams who have already established themselves as players and get them in there at wide receiver. You're replacing Zay flowers with Ryan O'Keefe who has 150 uh, receptions over the last two years. So he is established. You are replacing Marcus Valdez. This is a question mark, I would guess, with Sheeta Salah, shoulder shrug. I don't know. Um, Nito Ekpala. I don't know who where they're going to go with that. Or Edwin Kalengi. But they're going to have to find that. That That's a question mark. And then in the secondary, Josh DeBerry, that's another. Uh, you you're, you brought in two names. Kari Johnson, who's already played for Arkansas, and, and Alex Washington, who played for Harvard. And Alex Washington is so good. 247 Sports made him basically a almost a four-star transfer. That's how, and he played for Harvard. That tells you something there, right? That I, I you can argue that the that the talent that you're bringing back may not be all that great. I'd argue that you're also bringing back in Christian Mahogany, who didn't play last year, and he doesn't even count in this in this uh, situation. He's better than what you had. And you brought in a whole bunch of other transfers on the offensive line with Lazac, T- uh, Logan Taylor, and um, Kyle Hergel. So that I think is good. BC cannot use youth as an excuse this year. They unless this team just gets absolutely blasted with injuries. And again, if that's what happens, then again, that's more on Halfley because there's something going on with that strength and conditioning because. BC should not be having injuries that just decimate the team every single year. They can't do that. So if, unless that happens, this team is deep enough. This team is established enough that they should be able to have 
talented guys that know what they're doing. Okay. They're that can get, you know, the plays that they need to do. They're not going to be like looking around confused and, you know, raw or anything like that. These guys are, are, are seasoned and that should help. Now in our final segment, going back to basketball and I want to get into a comment long ACC had about Boston college and the ACC tournament. You don't want to hear my thoughts on that in just a moment. This is locked on Boston college. I'm your host, AJ black. Thank you all for listening so much. And as I said, if you have not done so already hit that subscribe button to subscribe to our YouTube page, it costs nothing. All you need to go is to find youtube.com Find Locked On Boston College, hit subscribe, and hit the little bell too. If you want to become part of our commenting crew, we have a bunch out there right now, hit, hit the bell so you know when we go live. I usually go live around 8.20-ish, 8.30 after I put the kids to bed. And I love having you out there because it adds a whole other segment to our um, our podcast and a little, little fun there. So make sure you do that as well. Now, basketball is on the heels of an exciting win on Wednesday against Virginia Tech and Blacksburg, their fifth straight win in the uh, against the Hokies, which is crazy. And I I was having a brain fart last night. Virginia Tech won the ACC last year. I couldn't remember what year it was. It was last year. So BC has been owning the ACC champions this year, last year. Mike Young just can't seem to fix, figure them out. And... I was listening to the Locked On ACC podcast, part of our Locked On network, and check them out. They're great. They're an awesome podcast. Um, Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs were talking about this game. And can I think it was Candace that brought up, Is could Boston College be a sleeper team in the ACC tournament? Could they cause problems in the ACC tournament? And I thought that was a great question because – we saw them do this last year. You know, they beat Wake Forest, they beat Pitt, who was bad, and they almost beat Miami. They're more well-rounded this year. They are much more playing within themselves recently. I mean, they're, they've won as many ACC games already as they did all last year. Quinton Post is at another level. I mean, this kid is a stud right now. And I, I, I thought it was a good question because... I think right now, if you if if the season ended today, unfortunately BC does not stay in Greensboro. They would be the I think they're the last team to play on a Tuesday, which stinks. So they're gonna get a garbage ACC team that's worse than them to start off, and it could be someone like Louisville right now because I think if they're the top, I believe they'd play Louisville. Then the second round, it I think it all depends on who who bounces to BC. If it's a Florida state, if it's um, a team like Clemson, a team like even like Duke right now. I mean, Duke only has beaten BC by a couple points. I think BC win that. It's when Boston College runs into a team like UVA. We'll see what they do against NC State or or UNC that I think they're going to run into some big problems. But they're playing at a level where I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they're like a freak team that does a lot in this tournament. Um, and it should be fun. It should be a, not a one and out for BC. I think that's where you're building your momentum. And I think the Eagles could be that team. Now, do you, do you agree? 
uh, leave it in the comment section. Okay. Um, now in terms of momentum, one other piece I wanted to bring out about the basketball team was the Hogue pavilion has been officially opened. I, I've officially opened, I believe the first phase of it. So it looks like the practice facilities for the, for the Eagles is open. So BC men's and women's basketball finally can get the hell out of the power gym and into the Hogue pavilion. It looks beautiful. If you haven't already, go check out BC Men's Basketball on Twitter, um, and you can check out the pictures of it. It looks great. I think that's going to be a huge recruiting tool uh, because BC now has the facilities to ba- uh, challenge some of the other ACC programs and and in some of the local programs too. I mean, you look at schools like UConn and, and some of these other programs; they all have better. Um, they all have better. Uh, facilities than BC, but not anymore. BC's up there. So a nice run in 